This is the Sons and Slaves Podcast. This is a show devoted to helping fathers and sons honor and obey the Lord. Join me, Jared, and my sons, Ransom and Valor, as I talk to them about boyhood and the process of becoming a man. Hello and welcome to the Sons and Slaves Podcast. I'm here with my super weird co-hosts. Valor and Dad. Did you just call us super weird? Maybe. I think you're the super weird one. What do you think, Valor? Yeah. He's no. the super weird one. Wait a minute. You said super weird under your breath. Were you a little bit embarrassed to call us super weird? Mm-hmm. You were? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, me and Valor here are the other hosts here that are super cool. And no, we've got what? one super weird host here today with us. That's uh, uh, Ransom Sparks. Valor's drinking out of a girl cup. What? That's not a girl cup. That's a that's a combo cup. That can be a boy cup or a girl cup. Mostly girl. But what are you drinking today, guys? Hot chocolate. Bub. Was it with water or milk? Bub milk. You got a toy in your a gold toy in your mouth. No, I don't. Okay. Hardy so, har har. Okay, guys. I got a question. Tell everybody about. Will you tell everybody about the hot cocoa bomb that you guys are drinking? It's delicious. <clears throat> Way better than yours. I don't have anything. Dad microwaves it with water, and then he puts the hot chocolate bomb in last. He drinks eggs. Is it water or milk when it comes to hot cocoa? What's better? Milk, for sure. Okay, organic. Straight from the cow milk. We talk about milk every time, I think. Yes. That's way better. Mm -hmm. Just straight up raw milk. Ah! Very good. Whoa, I spilled it on myself. So what's new with you guys? You guys uh, ready for Baby Oak to get here? In four days. Yep. Three days. Three days? The eighth? It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. What are you most excited about, about having another brother around here? So we can actually maybe take you down to a wrestling fight. You think? Mm-hmm. Or do you honestly think, I mean like really, when Oak is bigger, do you think that all three of you will be able to take me down? No yes. Way. No way. You do? How old do you think you'll have to be, like all three of you? To take me down. Uh, I'll have to be at least 14. Okay, so when you're 14, that Valor means Valor will be, will be 10, 10. And that and means Oak, Oak will be... Oak will be 5. So 14, <laughs> 10, and 5. I think you're going to have to be more like 16, 12, and 7 or 8 before you guys can take all three take me down. But I, it will happen. That's why i got to stay in shape. And yeah. gotta work out and keep getting stronger is because I don't want to be embarrassed and have my sons take me down when you guys are still like, <laughs> teenagers. You know. Uh huh. Anything else new? We got we got a Michael Jordan card. Yep, you guys got some Michael Jordan cards. I found my old cards. I would say someone twelve can take. Twelve. Me down. Okay, you got twelve. So when Oak is twelve, Actually, no, not twelve. Wait a minute. When Oak's twelve, you will be seventeen. And Ransom will be 21. I think at that stage, you guys could probably all take me down. We'll have oh, to he'll see. be only 11. Only 11? So the boys uncle. out there, I don't know how you old you are listening in, but it would be a good thing today to go ahead and wrestle and fight with your dad. And just dads out there, make sure, just pile drive your kids today. Pummel them big time, you know? That's they, what they we're going to do later. They love it, wrestling and fighting. Yeah. Something ends up always happening, though. Something gets broke or somebody ends up in we'll tears when we wrestle and fight. Next time. It's always valid. Well, you think the episode's over already? Yeah. No. 
So why don't we go ahead and pray and ask the Lord's help today. We are talking about Bob Schultz's book. We're going to be talking about the chapter, Get Up Again. What do you do when you get knocked down? What do you do you when up. you sin? You what do you do up. when you're struggling with something? Do you stay down, wallow, and cry, and be a huge titty baby? Or do you stand up, get your head up, and move forward? Yep. We should get your head up and move forward. Good. Get your head up. And move forward. Okay, let's pray. Ask the Lord's help. You guys ready to pray? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's do it. Father, thank you so much for this opportunity we have. I thank you for my boys. Just the great time we have talking about life, talking about who's weird and joking with each other and that kind of thing. And we have this great opportunity to talk about getting up after being knocked down or struggling or stumbling in sin or mistakes and God thank you that you've given us passages like in Proverbs 24 about getting up again the righteous man falls and gets back up and so help us to be godly in our life and know how to make mistakes and know how to recover from sin because we know there's things in life we're going to struggle with and uh, thank you that you've built us to be men that can get back up when we get knocked down we love you it's in Jesus name we pray amen amen all right Let's talk about football. There's a boy named Randy. That's what Bob's talking about today. Oh, Randy is playing football, and he busts out. He's a running back or a halfback, and he busts out a 60-yard run. He is. You guys are just now learning fo- football, right? Yeah, and basketball. What's so fun about watching football? You guys have really been enjoying that, haven't you? I don't know why. It's just super fun. 60 yards in. It's an amazing run. The crowd's going wild, screaming. You can just imagine the fans. Randy will eliminate you, and everybody is excited. But all at once, a defender shot across the field and knocked Randy flat on his back. What a hit. Randy got up slowly, and he limped over to his coach. And listen to this. He said to his coach, Coach, I quit. Now, what a huge baby. The coach said, What do you mean do you quit? Said the coach. You're the best runner we have, Randy. That last play proves it. You just gained 65 yards on our first run, and now you want to quit? Why do you want to quit, Randy? That Randy, there's a lot of Randys in this world. There's a lot of quitters. There's a lot of people that get knocked down, and they get sad about it or frustrated about it, and they don't get back up or they get back up slowly. Mm-hmm. Okay? And we're going to try to be the kind of boys, and we're training you and everybody listening in to be the kind of boys that jump back up quickly, even if you're hurt. Right? Yeah. Here's what Randy said. I'm quitting because I got tackled, whined Randy. You can almost see him. He needs to be told to toughen up. Randy yeah. Randy needs a dad to come alongside and say, Randy, don't ever say that again. Get tough. Get back in that game. Mm-hmm. Okay. So here's what Randy said. I don't want to be a disgrace to the team or to myself for that matter. I just quit. I'm sad. Wah, wah, wah. Wah, wah, wah. Now, here's, here's what Bob said. Okay. What would you think about a football player who quit the first time he was tackled? What would you think about that? I would think he needs a dad around. He needs a dad, doesn't he? Just spank him. Yep. He needs a dad, like, in front of him. Because what do dads do? Do they come over and say, oh, you poor thing, it's going to be okay. You can go ahead and quit if you want to. You can do whatever you want to do. Or does he say, son, stand up, square up the shoulders, get back in there. Get back up! Get, get back, back up. up. That's right. Go get back over up. There, tackle them and score a couple. Points. Now, if Randy was really hurt, then a good dad would say, "Randy, you can't go back in." Even if Randy wanted to, if he was really hurt bad. But 
Most of the time when you just get tackled in football, you're all right. You just bruised a little bit, and you need to get back in there, right? Like yeah. if like a broken arm or something? Then you can't really yeah. go back in. If your arm is just dangling there, flopping around, yeah, probably shouldn't go back in that football game. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. All right. Or leg. We, Sparks guys, we... If your foot is a little we, off... Uh-huh. Yes. Frodo. Yeah, Frodo. we've never really played football other than, like, flag football. I, I When I was in, in intramurals in college, I loved playing flag football and was always a What's good receiver. Flag football? flag football is just where you don't tackle each other. You know, like, what we watch on TV is tackle football. Flag football is just, it's kind of like two-hand touch where you just grab the flag in their waist and that means they're down. It's like oh. two-hand touch. If you two-hand touch them, they're down. Right? Cool. Okay. Yeah. So, here's what Bob says. Getting tackled is a part of the game. No one with the ball wants to be tackled, but no matter what, they're going to be tackled. Even the best running backs of all time, Barry Sanders is my all-time favorite, and Barry Sanders got tackled. Now, here's the connection between football and life as a boy. Okay? You ready for this? Bob's so good about this. Here's what Mr. Bob says. In the game of life, men get tackled. They trip and they fall. There's not a man alive who has stayed on his feet all throughout his life. All have fallen, all have made mistakes, all have sinned, and all have done things that are wrong. Only the foolish will say, I quit. The successful quickly jump up and cry, give me another chance. Now, the whole point of this chapter builds upon this. The successful, the godly, we could say, they get back up quickly when they fall down. The difference between, here's what he says, the difference between men is what they do after they're down. What happens when you fall? Some tried to hide. They're going to be afraid that others will think less of them. Some men give up and just lay there. The courageous man, the courageous boy, lifts up their head. They admit their mistakes. They make it right, and they keep on going. They lift their head. You know, sometimes the most encouraging thing to say, we can say to somebody, in fact, in ministry, and just in friendship over the, over the years, I can't tell you how many times I've said, hey, lift your head. Lift up your head. Let's go. Get up. I tell people that all the time. I'll tell guys that all the time. They'll come to me and we'll talk to me and we'll talk to each other. We'll confess sin. That's what men do. We confess sin to one another. And we'll say, hey, get your head up, man. Get your head up. Move forward. Look to Christ and get your head up. Because when we make mistakes, wallowing and just laying down and oh, crying about it, it doesn't... Oh, I got a bruise. I know, oh. but spiritually men will do that sometimes. And boys can do that sometimes. Spiritually, well, they might not be physically crying but they're whining, and instead they're thinking, oh my goodness, I can't believe I've done that, I did that again, or I can't believe I screwed up, and you just start thinking about it. Rather than saying, God, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to whoever I did the wrong to, and just get up and, and moving forward, we have to get up quickly. And that's what Bob is saying, is that there's a difference in life between men, the man who lays down and wallows, and the man who gets up quickly. If you won't get up quickly, your troubles will increase. Let me just ask you this. When you found yourself in a mood, in a bad mood, or when you do something wrong, if you don't snap out of it, if you don't quickly repent, and you just stay bummed or angry, do things get better or do no, things get worse? Don't. They get way, way, way worse. Have you guys ever had days that have been just a rough day where you've yeah. had difficulty? Yeah. 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 I think everybody has rough days, right? Yeah. yeah. Or we just, sometimes we can make an excuse, well, I woke up on the wrong side of the bed, or somebody did this to me, or somebody didn't do this to me, or to that to me, or they should have done this for me, and we just make excuses rather than take responsibility. You guys ever made excuses rather than take responsibility? Yeah. 
Have you guys ever blamed mm -hmm. your brother or your sister? Yeah. When you should have said, it was my fault. Yeah. Now, when you blame, when you don't take responsibility, when you stay in a bad mood, does that day get better quickly or does it just stay worse and get worse? Get worse and worse and, get worse, worse, and worse and worse. Guys, I'm telling you, attitude is so worse. critical in life. It is so important in life. Let's just go back to Bob. Let's hear his counsel. Let's hear his wisdom. Suppose your dad says that you can't go to the neighbors until the yard is mowed. He asked you to do it two days ago, but you put it off. Now he's upset and speaks sharply to you. You get angry and you stomp out of the house. Shock. Do Christian boys ever act like that? Yeah. They do act like that sometimes. Actually, yes. Yeah, that's right. Christian men act like that sometimes. Pouty and childish. It's mm -hmm. not good. No, it's not good at all. Mm -mm. Okay, should they act like that? No, they should not. No, no, absolutely not. Well, what do you do now that you have behaved like that? How do you get up? Okay, you're down. How do you get up? He's going to give you some options. Here are four options of action, four courses of action. Which one will help you get up the fastest? Number one, justify yourself. Say it's dad's fault because he shouldn't expect that much of you and he shouldn't speak to you so sharply. That's option one. Number two, angrily mow the grass. When it's time for dinner, sit at the table without talking to your dad. Don't even look at him. Keep the silent treatment up until tomorrow. Number three, admit you fell short and that you sinned. Come back into the house, humbly apologize to your dad for not mowing the grass sooner, and for getting angry and for stomping out of the house. Ask him to forgive you and then cheerfully mow the yard. Or number four, just go to the neighbors and forget all about it pretty obvious, isn't it? Number three. Number three is the best option. Let's just see that again. Admit that you fell short and sinned. Come back to the house. Humbly apologize. Go mow the grass. Ask your dad to forgive you and then cheerfully do your work. That's way better, isn't it? Oh yeah. Yes. The way to respond is to get up. Get up. Get back at it. Make it right. And if you develop the habit of staying down when you fall, your troubles will increase in life. You hear me? You hear me? Look at me. If you make it a habit of staying down when you fall, when you're in a pit, and if you just keep digging, the pit's going to get deeper and deeper and deeper. You've got to stop. You hear me? Men who refuse to get up quickly when they fall ruin many relationships. Marriages fail. Folks lose trust in them. The man even dislikes himself. The life of a man who refuses to get up when he falls becomes like an automobile junkyard. All around him are damaged relationships, dreams smashed like old windshields, dented fenders of the mistakes that he won't take the time to pound out. All of these are reminders of his unwillingness to make the effort to get up. You gotta get up. You got to. Proverbs. No 20, matter what, no matter gotta what. get up. That's right. Proverbs 24.16 says this, The righteous man falls seven times. Now here's the thing. Some people think the righteous man never falls. But that's not what the Bible says. No. The, the Bible says the righteous man times, falls. He gets you know what? Up every time. That means that we are going to fall in life. We're mm -hmm. going to fail in life. We're going to make sins and mistakes. Okay? Mm -hmm. And look at me. Valor, look at me. We get back up quickly. We don't pout. We get back up. Because the righteous man falls seven times and rises again. But the wicked stumble in times of calamity. There is this lie that the enemy tells us. When we sin or when we make a mistake, the enemy comes to us and says, You idiot. You deserve to be in a terrible mood. 
you right now should stay sad. The more sad you are, the more angry you are, that just shows God how much you're sorry. The lie of the enemy and the lie of our flesh is that we need to prove to ourselves and we need to prove to God and prove to everybody how terrible we feel because then we can show everyone how we know we were wrong, how we know we made a mistake. Sometimes, you ever felt that before where it's like, I got to show them how bad I feel and so you just feel really bad? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's not at all what we should do. No. We should quickly repent. We should joyfully go to the Lord and come on, move forward. Don't wallow. But it's so easy to wallow. Now, there's a story of a man named Eric Liddell. He, uh, there was a movie about him uh, called Chariots of Fire, and he was in the Olympics in the early 1900s. And it was an amazing story. He was a Christian man. He wouldn't run on Sunday, and the Olympics were on Sunday. He refused to run, so there was a couple of his best races that he didn't run. But there was one race that he was starting to run, and somebody tripped Eric Liddell. And you would think, oh, well, if, if you're running against elite athletes, if somebody trips you and you fall, there's no way you can win the race. It would have been easy for him just to quit right there, throw his arms up, and be done. But that's not what you do. Mm-mm. It's not what not you at do. All. He got back up quickly and started running. It didn't matter if he was going to win or not. He was going to give it his best. Mm-hmm. And if you're in a race, and this is kind of about life too, if you fall, it's easy to think, well, I've fallen. It's all over now. There's no point to run. No, it doesn't matter if you finish in last place. You get up quickly, and you run your butt off, and you run as fast as you can until you feel like you're going to pass out and fall over, and you finish the race. Mm-hmm. You know what? Eric Liddell came back, and he won that race. Absolutely incredible. He fell and still beat some of the best runners in the world because he got up quickly, and he kept running. He didn't let his fall make him quit. When we fall, we do not quit. Your life will not always be the easiest path. Don't expect it to be easy. This is what, you guys have to know this, okay? Life is hard. It's hard to be a man. It's hard to be a man. It's hard to be a boy. There's a lot of people out in this world right now that don't think that being a boy is a good thing. But we know it's... They're the stupidest people in the world. Well, we know it's good to be a boy, don't we? Yes. And it's good to be a man. Yes, it's amazing. It is. But guys, just because it's difficult and it's a challenging thing to live the Christian life and it's a difficult thing to be a boy and a man, it doesn't mean it's a bad thing. It's a good thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. And the challenges in life we're going to face, when they're not easy, when we face a challenge, and if we get knocked down, we just get back up on the horse and we keep riding. We keep doing what God's called us to do, right? Yeah. Because now back to that guy who was running. Yes. And fell. Yeah. What about it? He, Eric Liddell. Yeah. He must be a very godly man to like, not run on Sunday. Yeah, it was the Lord's day. He wouldn't run. Yeah. Yeah. That's very. So he's like, wise. nope. Even though it's the Olympics, nope, not going to do it. Okay, here we go. Here's what he says. When when your mistakes have made your way more difficult, don't fight it. Set your mind and accomplish the work ahead of you. Don't ever avoid repairing what you have damaged just because it will be hard. When we fall, there's going to be damage around. We get up and we make things right. It's just what we do. Okay. Whenever you fail, never lie down and quit. Get up, restore, get up, reconcile, get up, rebuild, pick up the ball and run. As long as there's even one second on the clock of life, get up. Rejoice not against me, O mine enemy. When I fall, I shall arise. Micah 7, 8. Great stuff, gentlemen. When school's tough, what do you do? Quit? No. We get back up. When piano practice is tough, what do you do? Quit? Get back up. When guitar practice is tough, what do you do? Quit? Get back up. When hunting is tough, what do you do? Quit? Get back up. We get up, right? Yeah, when, obe- when obedience is tough and we sin, what do we do? Quit? Get back 
up. Can I hear it Get again? Back Get, Get back, back up. Get back up. Get back up. Get back up. That's good, guys. Get back up. It's been a wonderful podcast today, gentlemen. Thank you so much for joining me. You guys are wonderful co-hosts. Hope You've been subscribe and see you next time. Hope subscribe and see you next time. Thank you Please guys so subscribe much. Subscribe and I'll see you next there time. There we go. Have a great rest of your day, guys. Thank you for listening to the Sons and Slaves podcast. If you've enjoyed this show, please consider leaving a rating or review on iTunes and pass this along to every father and son that you know.